0: Hello, and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark.
1: And I'm Kelly Shaver.
0: And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, WaffleCast updates, housekeeping, gaming, all sorts of things. Please stay tuned. (laughs) Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Okay, first and foremost, the flu is awful.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's it's not been a fun week at our house.
0: <laughs> yeah, super drag. It's yeah. uh we dodged it, but it was
1: We did not.
0: Yeah, that's too bad.
1: Yeah, it hit us hardcore and the the kiddo missed and like a weekend long honors band camp event thing that she'd auditioned for and been looking forward to for months and it, That was a real bummer and school was missed and work was missed and it just, yeah. And now I'm sitting here and everyone's feeling better, but I am, I am struggling hard to fight my urge to just like sanitize the entire house.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just want to
1: go around with, I just want to go around with a thing of Clorox wipes and clean all the things.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't blame you. It's the worst. Uh, Are you guys underwater?
1: Um, you know, we're not part parts of our area were yesterday and probably will be again this weekend. Um, but we, we live pretty high up in the Hills, so we were fine, but our yard did get, um, you know, there, there was, there was a stream in the yard that we had to like boat across in order to get to the driveway to go buy lunch. But (laughs) wow. Yeah. Yeah. We're in true
0: fashion in the Northeast. We're having like this morning, it was like iron gray sky, very threatening. And now it's like blazing sun melting the snow that did fall it's like
1: <laughs> okay yeah we had we had a bright sunny day this morning but it's starting to get cloudy again so and it was it was uh, probably close to 50
0: well signs of spring coming hopefully the flu mm-hmm. season is behind us and
1: yes. we could probably <coughs> that's it, sorry <laughs> yeah.
0: Probably move on from talking about the weather to these new worlds update. Very yes. big news, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Very, very big, very scary news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> terrifying gaming news.
1: Terrifying, terrifying tiny card game. <laughs> uh, I have decided to just put the the beta print and play play test version of the game out there for people who want to download it and and give it a whirl. And and then there's a feedback form that if you want to fill that out, that would be awesome because it helps me. But but yeah, it's it's out there in the wild. And um, this this version has it has a little bit of placeholder artwork for some cards, but that's already planned planning to be replaced. And a lot of the card, majority of the cards don't have any artwork. It's not really it's 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 nothing. It's not a finished game. It's just here are the rules and here are some paper card shaped objects that have words on them that. Essentially, tell you how to play the game, <laughs> so you can you can go through and 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 see just from a, like mechanically how the game plays and and that sort of thing. It, you know, still have to do artwork and and all that, but um we've we've done a lot of playtesting, um, myself and and friends, and sometimes me with friends, and sometimes just them. And the feedback I've gotten so far has been pretty as you know has, has been positive and good. And we've made a lot of revisions, and I've I've updated a lot of things and changed them. And I'm it, it felt like there was a while there where every time I played, I was, okay, I feel like I've got it this time. It's like, oh, nope, let's revise these and the rules. And so it went through a a lot of, like, just kind of rapid revisions in the past few months. And um, it's it's feeling pretty solid now. So I decided to put it out there in the wild and, and let people tear it apart <laughs> and I'll hide under my desk. <laughs>
0: These New Worlds Print and Play beta now available, ladies and yes. gents. And you should go to thesenewworlds.com to check out the cool artwork. It won't be it won't be on the cards if you download them, but <laughs> no. But it's uh, a huge update to the website. If you've been there before, and if you're into uh, the idea of a card game of galactic conquest and empire building for two humans, <laughs> you should give it a try. About twenty to thirty minute play time, two players, ages ten and up. There you go. Yeah. I love the cards. I love the artwork for the cards that you've got posted there on the thank page. You. Yeah.
1: thank you. I think I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I have four or five left to do. Cool. And like maybe one or two others that I want to do some minor revisions on.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Love it.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited.
0: All right, folks, check that out. Kelly, some feedback. Uh, what else do we have? We've got we've sort of like we've got a little odds and ends to catch up on. Uh, you mentioned, uh, WoBot update. We talked about WoBot, uh, a couple weeks a ago. couple weeks ago. Yep. Sort of <clears> an <throat> interactive AI driven shoulder to cry on slash <laughs> therapist of sorts. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, after, I think, I think it was right after that phone call. I know I, um, I had installed the app, but they also have a messenger bot, a Facebook, Facebook messenger bot, which I installed. So I checked that out and I had some more experience with it. And, uh, what was your experience with it after that episode?
1: Yeah, I've been using it. I've been using it daily for two weeks now. Hmm. Um, I, first of all, I know you got annoyed by it pretty quickly, but I don't have it connected to Facebook messenger. I just use the app Mm -hmm. and which I don't know if that affects the frequency with, with which it pings you or not. But, um, I like it. It's not everything I thought it would be, but I think I was expecting too much. Um, what, it, mean, you desc-
0: what was the experience for you like?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The experience for me is like it, you know, every, every evening it says, Hey, you know, something, how are you doing some cute message or something and asks, you know, it, it asks, what are you up to? And it says, how are you feeling? And, and then it'll just a little casual conversation back and forth with this Robot that seems yeah it seems like it might be a little scripted as it doesn't seem to be doesn't seem to be super responsive to like specific details that I provide but the responses that it gives are pretty generic seeming like like they could probably work with anything you're doing and um and and then usually it runs you through like some little quick. Three to five minute lesson on you know here's a here's a thing you can do to improve your outlook on things and positive thinking and uh, here's a negative behavior that you might want to look out for or let's let's identify some strengths that you have and do this little quiz and, and that kind of thing and and that's all it's all good and useful stuff none of it has been super like revealing or anything new but they're good little reminders to have that oh yeah, yeah maybe I should you know. <laughs> You know, maybe I should look out for this this kind of thinking and, and avoid it, that that sort of stuff. So they're, they're good little good little reminders of just sort of negative things that we do in our lives that make us unhappy to just kind of look out for and, and be aware of. Um, but it's, you know, I haven't really gotten anything groundbreaking out of it, and the AI doesn't seem to be, it's... It's,
0: <laughs> it's my...
1: It's, it's lacking some eye. Exactly, I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. my reaction
0: exactly is... Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't see anything groundbreakingly new here in the AI. It just seems like a just your typical chatbot.
0: Yeah, it's like so. That's so one difference mm-hmm. between our experiences that I installed the messenger bot, which was definitely a mistake because the I, I quickly realized that the people who I talk to in messenger are like the closest people. Right. You know, like, like Slack and Slack and messenger, um, are all super important and I don't want any garbage in there. Right. And, you know, so that was a mistake. I, I probably should have just used the app, but I, I, st- I was like, oh, but I noticed it and I was like, okay, just ignore that for now. Ignore that you're annoyed that a bot is chatting you on basically your family channel, so to speak. Like, mm-hmm. like when I see a messenger notification, it's basically Erica. So right. I'm like, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, it's, I have to check this right now. So I check it and it's like a bot that says, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, eh, no, yeah. <laughs> like no, that. no.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, well, I mean, I don't use messenger, um, if I can at all avoid it, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm the same way about text messages. So if this thing was sending me a text every night, like, uh, no. Right. But yeah. But some, somehow having it self-contained in its own app makes it feel different.
0: Right. And the other thing, you know, my experience is the same as yours, where there wasn't enough I in the AI. And when you, you look back only over even a, a short conversation, you know, like three mm-hmm. days back, and it's it sent me the same thing every time. It feels very robot-y. I mean, like, even yeah. we did a better job with our completely canned um, uh, text messaging. The quit RI. Quit RI thing.
1: Yeah, just it reminded me it reminded me a lot of that. It's like, I don't know if there's so much artificial intelligence in here as there is some branching logic.
0: Yeah. And maybe it takes anyway, time, but
1: yeah, maybe I don't, but but at the same time there was, there was something going on. I, the other night, I don't remember what it was. It was no big deal, but it's like, I was frustrated about something. And, um, and, and I picked up my phone and there was the, the alert there said, Hey, how's it going? And so I was like, okay, interesting. I'll take this and I'll go and I'll attempt to express my frustration and maybe it will have some advice or at least give me some generic artificial sympathy or something. <laughs> and it just like it just didn't didn't react to it. It was like, okay, sorry about that. Let's go on with our program script here script here of of, of lessons for you.
0: Exactly. yeah.
1: It's like I, I felt like if I was in a situation where I actually wanted to, I don't know, complain about something. Like trying to complain to Wobot would just leave me feeling more frustrated.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and and it's like I don't think you you mentioned that maybe your expectations were too high. I'm like, no, I, they set those expectations. They purposely yeah, set they the did. expectation that this is different than chatbots. This is supposed to be like more sophisticated. This would be, you know, if I just want it. it it's cool that it would send you like tips about you know identifying negative behavior or, um, things that you can do to create good habits in your life. But I'm subscribed yeah, to mailing lists. Yeah. Right, that's
1: all useful stuff. But if that's what it's going to do, then that's how you should market it.
0: <laughs> right. And, and like, I get that stuff from mailing lists. I'm subscribed to like the daily Stoic newsletter is amazing for that. And like Seth Godin's daily newsletter is amazing for like, like to get you thinking in different ways about, um, you know, things. Th- Things that you know, ways to improve, like self-help stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want some like Silicon Valley twenty-six-year-old, you know, robot. Basically, basically, it's like supposedly like AI, but really, it's a bunch of twenty-six-year-old guys that wrote a bunch of scripts that are like, hey, this, will, you know, I'm exaggerating, but that's
1: that's, that's what it feels like. That's though. what it I feels hate to like. Say it. Yeah, I really wanted. I do find it useful. I find that those those tips that it delivers useful and bite-sized and easily consumable and. And I mean, yeah, you get the the funny little animations sometimes and the interactions, and that's all. That's all kind of fun. And so I don't think it's I don't think it's completely useless. But I think you have to go into it knowing that that's all you're going to get out of it. And and except like if you like, like you said go that route instead of news. But the, the, the newsletter you're signed up for. Um, but that's that that's all you're going to get out of it.
0: It's generic.
1: Yeah, it's it's a generic it's a generic delivery system for some cognitive behavioral therapy practices and techniques and methodology thinking.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want that, just go listen to the Zen founder podcast with an actual mm. therapist. So anyway, <laughs> um, so, you know, that said, I believe that somebody will figure it out. Like somebody, it will work eventually. I do. I do definitely. Yeah. Cause I was like, uh, cause I was thinking like, this would be cool if it worked. It would be.
1: It would be, and I hope I hope somebody figures it out. You know, if, if, whether it's Wobot or someone else, I I, I hope this becomes a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. Yeah, Wobot was just was just not there yet. <laughs> it's a beginning, but it's it's they hyped it up too much for for what it does now.
0: Mm, yeah, that's it. I, yeah. I think that's a, a yeah. good cautionary tale for people who are you know building stuff like this.
1: Yeah, and what per- it, what it does now is not completely useless, and it's not unhelpful, but it's just. No, not what it was billed to be.
0: Yeah, mismatched expectations. Uh, Okay, well, quick update on deep fakes and the related conversations we've had in the past about those sorts of things. So, quick crash course: deep fakes is is like kind of a catch-all term. I think it's become a catch-all term at this point for modifying. Audio and video streams in ways that misrepresent the reality of what happened. So, kind of like photoshopping for videos.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in a society where so much truth is, there's so much trust is placed in the truth of video footage that it, um, it is very scary. Like fake news times a hundred, where you see a video of something transpire and you know what you name it uh rodney king comes to mind like that that video crystallized a movement and uh you just like if you and if that was fake mm-hmm. and then you go back and like oh that was some troll from you know wherever east of <laughs> as my mother used to say yeah and like oh yeah like people should riot in the streets over this well they would they could you know the like the the pizza gate thing and there's like like people do stuff with machine guns mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. response to, you know, so you get, you know, never mind, like faking out, uh, perhaps not so bright world leader with a video, you know, video on Twitter of like somebody m- being threatening or whatever. Like, it's like, oh man. So, okay. So we've talked about that before and like how scary that really is in a world where news is transmitted digitally and that there's a, a disconnect between there's a, there'll be a gap between the time where that it's technically possible. And when people start to have a grain of like a grain of salt, like, Oh, this is, this is probably fake. Like, like when you see a, a, a a photo that is very implausible and you're like, that's probably Photoshop. Like that's not real. Yeah. You know, that, that reaction is not the reaction that most people are going to have to a video because we're not used to technology that can like, like shape shift people in a video
1: yeah and even with the photos that obviously aren't real i know people who would think they were real
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like some of the fake 9-11 photos that get redone with like a a train smashing in i shouldn't be laughing but but the the people are gullible and Mm. i've fallen for i've fallen for onion articles in the past too so it's i'm not immune but uh
1: yeah. for it to yeah. happen
0: in video is very, very, it's extra scary. So we've talked about this before. It's like, well, what, what the heck do you do? You know, like, like everything that happens to a video in a modern phone, let's say it's edited on the way in. I mean, it's, it's like you're doing stuff to it. Like even if it's, uh, uh, stabilization, color correction, yeah, color, color correction, yeah, lighting, yeah. it's edited constantly. So how do you say like whether or not it was edited? It's always edited. Right. So, so, you know, a couple of two, two news items that came up around this. One is that, uh, lawmakers are taking notice of this, which I was pretty surprised by. We talked previous, I think previously yeah, I was the Washington post. No, was it the Washington post or wall street journal had created, could have been times so that put together a, <laughs> a kind of like a committee, to to think about you know like about ways to yeah
1: identify these things yeah
0: and their solution was basically like well normal journalism like verify don't just trust a story even if it's video like they wouldn't trust some some like uh you know deep throat informant about x y and z without doing some sort of verification process and basically they were like well extend that to video like you just can't believe your eyes
1: yeah so okay, that's.
0: I mean, that seems smart and
1: logical next step. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's like a normal reaction for a journalist to have. Well, lawmakers apparently are taking notice, and they're they're having the normal lawmaker reaction, which is make laws. So um, let's see what some of uh, what's going on last month. Senator Bob Sass, Nebraska, introduced a bill to criminalize the malicious creation and distribution of deepfakes, first of its kind. Uh, introduced the day before the government shut down, the bill flew under the radar and expired when the year ended. But Sassy's office says... Uh, tells Axios he intends to reintrodu- in- reintroduce this. So, you know, there's a couple of others. Um, let's see. It's two different groups. Okay. The bill targets two different groups. Individual deepfakes creators. Uh, if they act with the intent of doing something illegal like committing fraud. Hey, we didn't even talk... We haven't even brought up fraud. No, we haven't. And distributors like Facebook. So this always makes me a little uncomfortable. I guess the other one should make me uncomfortable, but it doesn't as much, but to, you know, he mentions Facebook here, the, the, the bill mentions Facebook, but it's like, what about Reddit and 4chan and, and YouTube YouTube and, and and the, the, where it gets really weird is the free speech thing. The free speech thing where Mm -hmm. it's like, well, what if this was meant to be a parody, but then what if it's distributed, you know, I mean, this is someone
1: else maliciously, right?
0: This is the onion problem where it's Mm -hmm. like, it's like some of this stuff is not so crazy that it couldn't be real. It's meant to be, it's meant to be funny or parody. And that sort of a thing. You know, the Canterbury Tales, like it's been around for a long time and it's an important you know, lampooning the powers that be, you know, the emperor has no clothes, it's like an important thing, I mm. would say, especially in a democracy. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, that's like a slippery it's, it's, a, it's a very gray area, not a slippery slope so much as a gray area. And it's like where, I, and I guess it just plays out in court, right? Like I guess once, so. once laws yeah. are created.
1: It just gets really, like, it's really, really weird and difficult and awkward to enforce and confusing. And yeah.
0: Uh, and then, related but sort of from a different angle, is uh, basically the blockchain solution that we talked about at length. <laughs> yes. Uh, previously, with and, and it comes down to the exact problem that we we discussed at the time, which was which was that okay, fine, you're going to have a uh, a public ledger, an, an immutable public ledger of every edit that's happened to a video. But that would need to have, and one of the, I remember we said one of the things that would need to have one of the things that would need to happen is that that is installed in the firmware of of, of the capture device. Yeah. So it would need to be. I mean, who Otherwise knows? Otherwise, it's
1: voluntary, and what's the point?
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and and I guess unless all videos were thrown out, unless they had a, yeah, I don't know. It gets weird. It's very. Uh, it's all very weird, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but sure enough, a particular a particular vertical use case of uh, what are they called body cams, where where police, law enforcement have these cameras. yeah um, where a couple of different companies have created technology that would essentially fingerprint the video and save that on a blockchain so viewers can later check to see. Uh, whether it's been tampered with in a malicious way. Uh, one of them is called Amber video. Another one's called Trupic. We mentioned TruPic f- before I remember that name. Yeah, I think we did. I think this is, this is, this is interesting. This makes sense to me where you take a very narrow, but extremely, um, important and potentially inflammatory use case. And, you know, actually I've mentioned Rodney King earlier. It's like, it's like if you, Not that that was a body cam video, but anyway, the point is like,
1: yeah, I could, I could see this being adapted by law enforcement.
0: Yeah. It makes a lot of sense because Mm -hmm. you've got, you're going to have very special capture equipment. They're very special cameras in the first place. It's not like a random iPhone. And so it would make sense for them to, for those camera companies to partner with or maybe buy one of these video startups. And as a selling point, be like, yeah, you know, any, any, um, any video that is captured on one of these devices stands up in court or is is real proof that um that what happened on the video is what actually happened in real life so that seems like uh that seems like a pretty smart vector into mm-hmm. this whole mess yeah that that makes sense it'll be very interesting to see how that goes
1: yeah yeah i can definitely you can definitely see it in and something like anything government law enforcement and. Uh. And, and that sort of thing, because I mean, all that stuff, it's, it's regulated. It's not like an officer can go out and buy their own. They have to go through the department and get approved equipment and that sort of stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not, it's wouldn't, it's not, I think it could enter. It's a great way for it to enter the public consciousness. Mm hmm you know, maybe it'll be like a big case and like, it'll get a lot of press and then this will become a common topic of conversation
1: and would more widely adopted by other hardware manufacturers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, imagine it between Apple and Samsung building this into, and I could see Apple doing this actually. It's like, it's kind of like their, the whole privacy thing. And like the, I, I feel like there's a, there's some kind of, I feel like there's a connection there. it's not, it's not, 100% 100% obvious to me, but they, but their whole, their whole, I mean, their whole selling point with the, the their uh, differentiation between Google and Facebook is like, we don't sell your data. We're the privacy focused one. So yeah, our stuff costs more, our hardware costs more, but that's, that that's how we can afford to not sell your data.
1: Yeah. And
0: they're like, that's their big differentiator. Um, so I'm trying not to rant about my new MacBook pro right now. So <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so talking, speaking of video, this is a, this is a hard segue. Okay. Speaking of video, I had, uh, a, a really eye opening conversation with Cooper the other day. So Cooper's nine now, and he spends hours and hours on nearly a daily basis creating animations inside of Adobe Animate. Uh, he's also doing After Effects stuff, editing videos. I suppose this is kind of on topic. Um, doing all sorts of video editing stuff, animate, you know, cartoons and live video editing. Mm -hmm. And the whole, the whole, uh, there's like, if if you haven't used that kind of software, there's like a timeline metaphor at the bottom that is based on frames. So you've got frames, 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 frames. And so that's, that's backstory. Uh, we were watching, what movie was it? We were watching, we were watching, um, Terminator Genesis or parts of it. He, was, yeah, I was watching it and he saw some parts of it and there's just like, I mean, crazy CGI in that movie. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not that great, but no. the, but in terms of CGI, it is mind blowing just really, it's like, well, that's what that would look like if somebody disintegrated into a bunch of component <laughs> parts made out of graphite. That, that is what yep. it would look like. Uh, that is what it would look like if, uh, you know, if a if a robot ripped the drive shaft off of a bus while it was driving 60 miles an hour on the the Golden Gate Bridge and it pole vaulted <laughs> over the edge. I mean, you're like, it's amazing. And we got to talking about we got to talking about the I, I, he might have asked, like, did that did they really do that? Or is that like so to him, it basically boiled down to this to him, a special special effects are all CGI. And I was like, "No, oh, I remember what it was. So so we watched that, the end of that, and then we watched some of another Terminator franchise movie. And then I was okay. like, and then I was like, well, the reason the backstory is this. And I pulled up the first like ten minutes of the original Terminator movie. Mm-hmm. And at the the very beginning, there's a parallel scene to Genesis. There's a parallel scene where the, the uh, Terminator and Kyle Reese go back in time. Uh, but, but right before that they show the, so I, that's what I wanted to show. But before that happens in the original Terminator, there's a scene where Kyle Reese is running through the sort of dystopian landscape of the post Skynet apocalypse. And, you know, the, the tank treads are crushing skulls and, you know, it's like super yeah. dark, but to him, it was like so fake because it's a bunch <laughs> of, it's a bunch of scale models you can almost see the wires on the, the drones like flying around. And he's like, those are just models. And I'm like, yeah, that's how, that's how they used to do it. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, that is special effects. Like that was special effects. He's like, no, special effects are like this. And I'm like, he's like after effects. I'm (laughs) like, no, that, well, that's the way you do it now. And
1: he, he, the practical effects were not something he was familiar with.
0: Right. Like, like I was like, dude, you don't understand like, like footage. So we, we started to t- talk about all the words that he's familiar with. He's familiar uh-huh. with footage. He's familiar with, um, with frames. He's familiar with keyframes. He's familiar with the idea of, of splicing and editing, but all, yep. but all in a digital sense. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> like there was no way, like if you wanted to, to do air quotes, CGI, if you wanted to like film, if you wanted to project, Images that didn't actually happen you're like taking a needle and scratching or your magic marker and drawing on on film and he's like well what do you mean film <laughs> right and so, yeah. so it's
1: like like the original transporter effect on Star Trek was a was water with a bottle of water with glitter inside. <laughs> <laughs> Right.
0: Like you had to Right, you could overlay stuff, but it was extremely limited. It's like before multi-track yeah. recording and audio, you can't even think of it. Like you don't listen to Lady Gaga and think a band played that <laughs> like all in a room, you know, it's a whole new thing. So we, we pulled up a video of, uh, ironically, we went to YouTube and pulled up a sort of a, it was almost like a documentary style thing. It was only a few minutes long of a guy explaining mm-hmm. how a projector works. Cause he, the idea of a projector doesn't even make sense. And as we were right, like it's just led yeah. screens. <laughs> what, what's a projector. He didn't even know what a projector was. So I'm like, man, and, and as we went through the thing, I was like, I cannot believe how primitive this is. I can't believe that anybody even bothered to try and make any of this work. <laughs> it's so primitive. <laughs> uh, the way, the way, so like here was, this was a fun little detail. You, 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 I'm sure. Obviously, everyone's heard of uh, movies being referred to as flicks. Yeah. Do you know why?
1: I assume it has to do with something to do with the physical film.
0: It's because when when they first when projectors, I think this is back in the silent film days. Still, when they first, oh yeah, the
1: little rotating, yeah,
0: right. There's a there's yeah. a thing in there. There's the the film is on two. You know, I I almost I almost said I don't need to describe this because everyone knows, but obviously everyone doesn't know. <laughs>
1: It's on two reels.
0: It's on two reels. There's like a spool, like a fishing rod mm-hmm. with plastic wrapped around it, like scotch tape. That is a bunch of individual photos, basically photo negatives. Yeah. And as they get pulled past this light bulb, they would, you know, it would present the, it would project the image on a screen. But if you just pulled the the, the film past the light, it would it was like a slur it would look like it was slurred you know because you'd see the motion so they created a shutter a shutter which never occurred to Mm -hmm. me that would shut off the light (laughs) uh and it was just this mechanism so like so like the shuttle would i think that's what it was called would like move the frames forward really fast but one frame at a time that and that's what that noise is and the the shutter was just close yeah, it would just, it was this, uh, it was this thing that spun that had a flange on it that would block the light bulb every time a frame, like it would, it would let the light through once per frame. Yeah. So, so I'm like, dude, that's what frame rate is. Cause he knows, he knows like what a good frame rate is. He's like uh ah, 60s. Okay. But you really want one twenty. And I'm like, do you know what that mm-hmm. means? <laughs> dude? And, and so I'm like, look, these frames, these individual frame films are uh, films, f- frames of film are going past the thing. And in order to prevent the Blurriness of them sliding past the shutter thing would would circle around and block the light once per frame. So you you, but the frame rate back then was really low. I think it was like sixteen frames per second.
1: Yeah, I think it was sixteen. And, and like, well, yeah, wasn't that? Doesn't it correlate to the like the size of the film?
0: That's the width. Okay. Which correlates to the resolution. So there was eight millimeter, okay. sixteen millimeter, thirty-two 16 millimeter, millimeter, sixty-four 30, millimeter. Yeah, 30, okay. And. The, but the frame rate is different, but the mm-hmm. shutter speed, which is different than camera shutter speed, I guess. But I remember, I guess it's sort of, sort of the same thing.
1: It's sort of, it's sort of similar.
0: Yeah. The shutter speed is different than the frame rate, or it can be. So originally, the, the frames were going past the light bulb. I, let's say it was 16 per second. And then the shut, the, the shutter would f- also be flipping around at 16 per second. But you can perceive the flicker if it's not like 30 or higher per second. So mm-hmm. what they did was for each frame, each time that they put two extra flanges on the thing, so it looked like a three pointed, not three pointed, but like three, there's like three flanges sticking off of this circle so that the light would go on and off three times per frame. So you would end up getting like 45, let's say 40, you know, whatever it is, Yeah,
1: 48, whatever, Yeah,
0: 48 flickers, 48 shutters, Per second. So for each individual film frame that went by, the light would flash three times. And if it was because of that, before they did that, when you went to a flick, You'd
1: notice the changing frames. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was, it would flicker. You'd see the light flickering on and off. It would like be, mm-hmm. you know, blinking basically.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like when your monitor refresh rates too slow.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just, I was just fascinated. We, we went on for, for like 15 minutes just digging out terms and being like, Oh, that's what that means. Like there's the physical manifestation (laughs) Mm -hmm. of that thing. And uh, so, and I suppose it does tie back to the concept, the sort of deep fakes thing and like CGI. Like (laughs) it was so hard to, I mean, think of all the work that would go into a, like a a picture that was trying, you know, a movie that was trying to misrepresent reality or create a reality that, that wasn't, yeah, that was fanciful.
1: Yeah. It would have been,
0: Tons and, tons and
1: tons of work.
0: Yeah, tons of work. Makeup, explosions, pyr- you know, pyrotechnics, and yeah. uh, all sorts I mean, of are, mechanics.
1: There are a lot of film studios that still use some practical effects for for things, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's these days, it's more like, oh, we'll we'll use these models for something, and then we'll go in with CGI and and enhance it more, mm-hmm. or something like that. If they do, if they do use practical effects at all, um, um weird segue. I haven't. I have an odd hobby of. Of uh, building prop replicas, um, <laughs> not very well and with a great degree of skill, but it's something I enjoy. And um, so, I mean, you still have a lot of you still have a lot of uh, props and things like that. But as far as the CGI or the special effects, like um, you know, like you said, like explosions or spaceships flying or things like that, mo- I'd I'd say, I mean, yeah, it's it's majority CGI, and and what is still done practically is is then edited digitally.
0: Mm, right. So if you imagine. Imagine, I mean, even in like a TV show. I remember seeing a, a behind the scenes for Sex in the City, which is just a <laughs> just like a mm-hmm. people walking around New York talking about stuff. Yeah. The last place you'd find a special effect, and sure enough, the behind the scenes, they're they're even though they're just walking down a the street, they've got these green screen like curtains up in the background mm-hmm. all over the place, like in the, in the neighborhood. Yeah, have, you,
1: have you seen we seen the behind the scenes stuff on The Expanse?
0: No, Well, that's what, no, I haven't, but that's what I was going to say. I'm like, and like, and you fast forward to like a movie that, that isn't people walking around in New York talking about stuff. Then it's like, it's like probably people in a mocap suit walking around in a 100% green room. Right.
1: right. It's Andy circus in a green room somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. And, and so the thing is there's an, there's an economics at play here where the, the thing that you're trying to, to, the story that you're trying to tell is let's say it's not, it it would be something that um, maybe at one time was the most cost effective way to tell it was to build models in the real world and like slather latex on somebody's face. But in the, in a future state, it, I feel like the anything that has to happen in the real world is really, really it's always going to be more expensive than a credible digital representation. But the, the digital technology is not all there yet, but wow, are we getting no. close?
1: It's definitely, definitely come a long way from where it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, the expansion yeah, of the yeah, TV there's, I mean, show, there's
1: still, yeah, it is, it is
0: stranger things. I saw behind, behind the scenes on the, the finale of I think it's season two of stranger things, which mm-hmm. took place like in this, just, it was like in the end, like in Minecraft or like in the nether. In my, in my, it's just like <laughs> right. crazy. Right. And the yeah, acting was like, okay, go ahead. no, sorry, go ahead. So the acting was super intense and they're like shooting this monster and like his existential crisis. And then you see the behind the scenes and they're standing on like a normal crane in a <laughs> hangar, like a giant soundstage. And there's nothing around them, but like green and like, you know, like, like,
1: I feel was, like you have to be a much better actor. Right. Because you're just all you, all your acting takes place in an empty room. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh. So, so pretty obviously, obviously, there'll be a point where you don't mm-hmm. even have the actors in the room, and you just <laughs> at take, some
1: point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, uh, animation is is super good. There's a new movie called uh what's that new movie where there's like uh an animated character mixed in with uh Battle Angel, I think it's called Alita. Alita. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Richard went and watched it the other night. Is any good? He said it was really good. Yeah, he said did, it was better than he ex- a lot better than he expected it to be.
0: Did he watch it in 3D?
1: And um, I believe he did because I did not go with him. Uh, so right. Just <laughs> <Because> flew. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So at some point, right? It's gonna get. It's gonna be like, well, it's too expensive. For actors. Let's just hmm. rent a digital version of insert star's name here. Digital just likeness. Just a
1: server farm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And create. Like a virtual environment, you know, basically get, uh, who played Harry Potter? What's his name? Dana Wrightcliffe. Yeah, there you go. We'll just rent his face and (laughs) make, uh, Harry Potter nine, uh, or whatever, or or like mix him in. Yeah, I mean, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was mixed, mixed, young Arnold was mixed into some of these, um, Terminator remakes and it was like super believable. And and then we were talking about in Slack, like, well, Imagine if instead of renting, like, like, cause we've talked about custom, like movies, movies for one or like books for just, just you literally like, imagine a movie like, um, taken where, you know, like kid is kidnapped and dad has a unique set of skills. I (laughs) I will find you. But imagine if it's like your face and it's your kid in the movie, you know, like, or like star Wars where like I play Darth Vader and Erica is, I don't know, Padme and the kids are Luke and Leah and like, and like they're going through all like actors did it, but then, or or maybe animations did it, but then they're a really, really believable lifelike um, facial expressions and so on and so forth of your loved ones in this, in this intense situation. I would have nightmares from that. Probably I would be, be, you, you imagine your heart racing in a situation where I like, I cut off Cooper's arm and he jumps to probably his death in the, yeah. you
1: know <laughs> what I mean? Oh, that's like, I watched a documentary a couple of days ago called free solo about Alex Honnold's free solo climb of Yosemite. Hmm. And there were moments in the film, in the documentary, where just it was all I could do to continue watching. And it's, and in fact, there were moments where the film crew had to turn their backs because it was just too intense to watch. Ugh. And it's just, uh, yeah, yeah. You put my, you put my kid in there in place of him. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm done. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. And by the way, but do highly, highly, highly recommend that documentary.
0: Oh, that's good. That sounds. good. I've been hearing a lot of good things about it. Yeah, just imagine your extended family playing all the parts in Game of Thrones. It would be it would be so I mean, I want to say it would be <laughs> great. It would
1: be so much fun.
0: <laughs> but I like how how are we how is it even possible that we're not going there? The, that's the you, you got to be. That's got to be where it's going. <laughs> like that's the upside. To me that's the upside of deep fakes is like the most compelling video of all time. Just unreal. And in fact, when VR 360 video style VR started to, man, I feel like this happened in 2013. It was a while ago when this document uh, documentary filmmaker was talking about, um, he was very excited about head mounted VR and 360 video because you, you really, it really transports you. You feel like you're in the place and it, in terms of, building empathy and compassion for people in situations that you can't even process. It does something to your brain where it puts you there and you can process it. Like you feel you're like, Oh wow, this is really, really bad. And it makes it hard to just be like, Oh, that's too bad. Oh, well, let me go back to go Starbucks or whatever, you know, and, and to imagine, like, uh, imagine a doc, imagine a documentary with your family, in place of the people suffering in the, you know, war torn Lebanon or whatever, it's like, oh my god, uh, I you know, it's over the top, and that would be that would be really amazing.
1: Yeah, let's watch Star Wars again. Only this time, I'm Princess Leia, and you're
0: <laughs> you can watch it a hundred times.
1: Yeah, I combine it with something like Bandersnatch, and you've got endless entertainment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I still haven't seen that still have not did you have you ever find, I'm curious did you ever find like do you ever find you're like oh, I should watch that again you know how like you can watch like I could watch Caddyshack every couple of months over and over forever but it's always the same like would you do you th- could you imagine yourself
1: I've thought about it a couple of times but then it's like eh, the time investment yeah <laughs> because I know when I do start watching it again I'm gonna get sucked in for hours again
0: <laughs> yeah huh, I should check that out well let's see ladies and gentlemen how are we doing here is there anything, any more waffling that needs to be done?
1: Uh, no, I think, I've, I think I've waffled all that I have to waffle. Just go check out the game. Do it. And download the game and try out the game, and, and then and then come back later and buy the game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go to thesenewworlds.com just just to check out the artwork, even if you're not planning on downloading it.
1: Yeah, even if you're not planning on it, there is there's a little bit of sample artwork there. Mm-hmm. And actually, the the blog, which you can find a link to at the top of the website, has a little more artwork. Cool. So this is, this has been a, it's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, and what about, it's like a crazy amount of work. I mean, how long have you been doing it?
1: I mean, off and on for since what, July?
0: Mm-hmm. Feels like No, longer.
1: no. May. Earlier than that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Going on a year. Yeah. All right, folks. Check it out. Love it. Buy it. Live it. Be it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, already, I already have plans and, and ideas in my head forming for other games.
0: Oh cool
1: yeah this, this this might turn into a thing
0: nice yeah, yeah. Well, and
1: I've I've actually I've actually had people who do things like manufacturing and selling and, and things like that sort of reach out to me really yeah
0: that's a good sign
1: yeah courtesy of a, a connected with one courtesy of a, a mutual friend and yeah excellent so that's so that's gonna be interesting uh-huh. to see where that goes
0: yeah I mean what it's it's as someone who's not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not even barely a gamer, like, a, you know, whatever I played DT or whatever, but it was like, it's just not, I don't think like that. It's like a writer, like when I read novels, mm-hmm. when I, when I used to read novels, I'm just like, Ooh, the story. But now that I've been getting more, I don't know if we've talked about this here, but I'm getting more into writing fiction and I've been kind of studying okay. writing a little bit and it's kind of ruined stories for me now. Because, and I, I knew that was going to happen because the same thing happened with music. Like I used to like music and then I learned music and now I never listen to music. Right. Cause it's like, yeah, I know what they're. I get it. I know what they're doing there. Like, Oh, that was, that sounded tricky. Let me figure that out. It's like completely different. I like, I dissect everything once you like, once you know the anatomy of it, I just start dissecting it. And same thing with reading now, like I read a book now and I'm like, Oh, that was really good for these reasons. Not like this story has me sucked in. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a bummer, but, um, I knew that was going to happen, but with games, clueless, I don't know, like the amount of stuff you know about games, I, I can fit what I know about games in a thumbnail. <laughs> it's basically like, do I like it or don't I like it? How long yeah. does it take? You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, connect Four, shoots and ladders, Dungeons and Dragons, it's all the same thing. Yahtzee dice game, Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> dice game. No,
1: they're all so different.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's some different it's, but to me, it's like, how much time do I want to spend? Mm-hmm. on, you know, like, oh, how much time do I have to kill? Like, oh, Yahtzee, bingo, hangman. To me, they're all the same thing in, in that way. You know, it's just so, it's such an uninformed, naive way to look at it. And so to hear you kind of like, uh, you know, edu- you just talk, it's not like you're educating me on it, but just reading your blog posts, it's <laughs> like, I'm like, wow, gosh, you so much going on there. It's amazing. Yeah, from the outside, it seems like it wouldn't be that hard. It's like, oh, just have an idea and then like make it. what's the big deal
1: (laughs) make it and and then test it hundreds of times right (laughs) and remake it and remake it yeah the where i'm at now with this game versus where i started is so completely different i mean they are night and day it's not identifiable as the same game um at, Mm. at all in any way but that said there there was one mechanism from the original idea that i had that I removed that I really liked. And I want to, I want to bring that back in something else. Mm. So that's kind of where I have ideas circulating about another game.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Like a g- gaming for gamers. I mean, if anybody I know that would be qualified to make a game, it's you. I mean, you have like <laughs> furniture, like multiple pieces of furniture devoted to game storage. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we're up to five. cabinets.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cool.
1: That's sad. I've I spent almost as much money on furniture to store the games as I have. Well, no. No, I haven't. That's probably the more sad part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: more in games than furniture.
1: In, than furniture to store them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, All right, cool. Well, I guess that's it for this week. I guess so. I'm Jonathan Stark.
1: I'm Kelly Shaver.
0: And we hope you join us again next time for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye.